0: and hear from best-selling authors' insight into
1: how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. Thank you for being invested in who you are. Thank you so much for the time that we're going to spend here today as we up-level you in your life And it's going to help you with your business. We have a couple of amazing international best-selling authors whose books just dropped here recently. And they've got some really great things to pour into the soul of you. You know, we've been kind of on, uh, it kind of goes in cycles. I think it's kind of cool to watch how God has a plan and he kind of wants to really reiterate a point to us. Um, and, and I think it's no, no different with the shows that come up right now. I really want you to understand, just like we talked about last week, within you, okay, you, you live in a body. Uh, a friend of mine used to refer to it as an earth suit. Um, you know, you have a mind. You have the ability to process thought and those kind of things. But there is something greater, Um, There is a real you, if you will. Um, Call it spirit, call it soul, um, call it energy. Um, Whatever you want to look at it as, there is an essence to you that is more than your body. I mean, because if you were exactly your body, then whatever was happening, sick, uh, overweight, underweight, at your ideal, perfect, um, you know, those would be impacted, you know, they would be the determination of how we showed up in the world. But let's face it, we've all met people who are not only in the peak of physical health, but are in the, um, what would be the opposite of peak, in the valley, you know, in the depths of despair, in physicality, but, what they have to share is amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the artwork from Johnny er- Erickson, but um you know she's paralyzed from the neck down and she draws this amazingly beautiful art. Um and she does it with the, you know, with the uh paint brushes or you know uh colored pencils or whatever in her mouth. Um you know, if if our body was the determining factor of who we are and what we are, then when a person has a horrible accident like that, um, she would have to, by the nature of that definition, be less than. And yet, um, like I said, she's done just such amazing things. And and the list goes on and on. I remember I was watching a couple years ago, Kathy and I were watching an Oprah episode with a guy who literally had no legs. Um, you know, it was just like feet... And then, you know, torso. And he got around. He was amazingly inspiring. Uh, Probably one of the most upbeat, positive people I've ever seen. Again, if physical uh, attributes are the determining factor of who we are as a person, he automatically would be at a deficit that would be impossible to surmount. But we are so much more than just that body the same thing's true with mind with our ability to be able to process information to think those kind of things um you know you could even uh you know lump into the mind stuff things like emotions and feelings they are not the determining factor of who we are they have influences on us sure you know i mean I love gaining information, and I love that each piece of information I gain makes me a better version of myself, but it isn't who I am. The amazing scores that I got, not to brag, sorry, that was totally a humble brag, and I didn't mean it to be, that I got back 100 million years ago when I was 18, 17, actually, in high school and took the SATs, they didn't define who I was and they don't make a difference of who I am now today that is something deeper something more than intellect that makes sense doesn't it there's that deeper more inner part of us and like I said I mean for those of you that are like wow Steve's getting really deeply spiritual um you know don't go spiritual with it at all look at it totally as energy You are. I mean, think about the movie The Matrix. One of the most amazing parts of it that sometimes is glossed through by people is the statistics of the energy production by the human body. Just how much energy we as human beings generate. And it goes beyond our body. It goes beyond our mind. There is an innate energy that makes up who we are. Um, Again, like I said, I'm not even really trying to preach at you or give you a definition of it, just simply that there is that deeper inner us. Um, For lack of a better term today, we're going to define that as soul, spirit, um, because it's those things that we need to be mindful of, the core of who we are, and being true to ourselves, Those are the things that we really need to work on, we really need to pay attention to, and we really need to have at its peak in order to make the impact that we're meant to make in the world. You see, stuff happens. There is nobody that lives a life that allows them the capability to get out of life unscathed. You know, you just no matter how amazing somebody's life may look from the outside and you may look at them and dream and be like, oh, man, if only my life was like theirs. But you don't know the things they've been through. You know, I mean, I always think of Oprah Winfrey when I start talking about stuff people have gone through because Oprah has gotten to an amazing point, but she didn't start out there. She started out as the abused child. The person who, um, you know, had a very low negative self esteem of herself. The person who, when she first started into media, was told that she would never be allowed to be in front of camera because of her race, because of her weight, because of so many superficial reasons that they gave to her. So it wasn't again her intellect, her body, you know, the size she was, the the race, the gender, any of those kind of things. It was something deeper. And it's the attention to working on that soul of who we are that is what's going to determine where we ultimately end up. Again, things happen. Some of them are awful. I, I, I do some of these books with people and I, I cry along with them because what they've been through is horrendous. But that isn't who they are. That is an event that happened and now they're in a place just like all of us are where they have the opportunity to move forward, to share what was, but then also have learned something from it and turned that tombstone into a stepping stone to make their life better so that more than anything else, they can share that with the world and they can make others' lives better too. That's an amazing, incredible gift to take some really amazingly awful thing that happened in your life and turn it around And have it be something that helps somebody else maybe not go there, maybe come from something like that sooner, quicker, faster. All of those are so powerful. Sometimes it's the things that people put on us that we accept that become the hardest, most horrifying things in our lives. Because somebody says something to us. And here's the worst of the whole thing. Uh, You know, it may even be somebody close to you. It may have been a, a parent or, you know, your twin or, you know, somebody that you're really close to that said something devastating. And maybe that was last week or maybe that was 20 years ago. And you're carrying it with you deep. It's defined who you are. while they're out living their life. I remember one time, um, you know, I was, I was very young. Um, I was 19 years old and I got in a fight with my mom and, and I cursed at her. I called her a name um, and, it, and, it, and it hurt her, it wounded her to her spirit. Um, and in her defense, I was probably trying to be hurtful, okay? So I'm not trying to defend myself at all. But I then moved on from that situation and honestly, I hadn't even remembered that I had said it. And it was two or three years later, I was in a conversation with my mom and she looked at me and said, do you really think I'm a... I called her the B word, okay? Um, Yes, I've cursed on the show before, so it's not that I can't. I'm just, it's not part of the point. She said, do you really think that I'm that? I didn't even remember it. But for years, it had been haunting her. She had defined herself as less than because of my harsh and hurtful words. And that doesn't mean that I didn't need to apologize for what I had said. Absolutely, I did, I have. And again, mom, if, if that in any way is hurting you, I apologize. We need to be responsible for what comes out of our mouths. But we need to also free ourselves from the words, the actions, the things of other people that they put on us. Somebody told you you are stupid, that you'd never amount to anything, that you're no good, that they wish you had never been born. Yeah, I've heard some harsh and hurtful things as I've been doing books with people, things that I can't even fathom how somebody, especially a parent, would ever say that to a person. And you may find yourself today living your life and defining yourself. Based on that horrendous statement that a person made, and maybe they meant it. Okay, I mean, there's stuff that happened in the heat of passion, like the story I told. But maybe they meant it. Maybe to this day, they still believe it at the core of them. But here's what I want you to be freedom before we even jump into the help that these authors are going to give us. I want you to let that go to free yourself of those words, those attitudes, those actions even. They don't need to define you anymore. A good friend of mine, an evangelist has traveled all over the world. Her name is Gloria and Benet. We always call her Grandma Glow. Um, She talked about how she had the revelation of the fact that unforgiveness... Wraps you in chains. And she literally had a vision of seeing herself bound up tightly in chains. And continuing to wrap those around tighter and tighter. Because the things that people had done to her were horrendously awful. And forgiving them seemed like the stupidest thing you could possibly imagine to ever do. But as she began to release those chains to let herself go free from that thing. didn't impact the people who had said them, the people who had done the horrible things to her, but it made her life better. And that's what I want for you today. As you listen to these authors, as we talk about the spirit within you and your ability to really live better, I want you to begin to release those chains, to let yourself free, to forgive those people who have hurt you, and to move on into that glorious future that is yours. As we all live together, striving to become thriving entrepreneurs, we'll be right back. youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best selling author today welcome back to
0: thriving entrepreneur
1: this is Steve welcome back thanks for listening to thriving entrepreneur today let's dive right into it let's talk to our best selling authors and see what insights they can give us on really going down deep into the heart and soul of the matter and making ourselves the best version of who we are always meant to be. Let's live that way. Let's see what we can learn as we listen to these authors today. Your life like a butterfly is in transition and in transformation in everything that you do. And in order to be able to be that beautiful butterfly that is within you, sometimes the transitions that we have to go through aren't necessarily pleasant, but in the end, they are going to be very good for us. To help us talk about that today, we're joined by international best-selling author of the book, Butterfly Uprising, Anne Anderson. Hi, Anne. How are you doing today?
2: I'm wonderful, Steve. How are you? Thank you for asking.
1: Yeah, I'm doing really good. So tell us a little awesome. bit about you and uh, what led you to want to write the book? Okay, sure, Steve. Uh,
2: What led me to want to write the book was that I had noticed that um, when I would meet people, you know, they would see my exterior and just, you know, be very complimentary, uh, you know, talking about what they see, the person that they see standing before them at that moment. And so I realized that, um, but I've always been, had a servant's heart and wanted to help people. I realized that people, I I don't look like what I've gone through. And that in order for people to, for me to be able to reach more people, have more impact, help people and serve like I wanted to, that I would have to uh, actually open up about um, how I came to be this woman that they were uh, actually seeing and talking to. And so that is one of the huge motivations behind me writing the book is just to be authentic, so that I could uh, relate to, more relate to people that I was meeting and that were sharing their own stories with me.
1: So the story of the whole transition that Butterfly goes through is very very powerful, but for people who possibly have never heard of the different stages, can you give people just kind of a general overview of the Butterfly's transition that it goes through?
2: Uh, sure. Of course, uh, you're going to start the, you know, where um, that's like, I guess, like your your birth embryo stage, pretty much, which everybody goes through. And part of the reason why I did choose um, the butterflies, is because it is so similar to uh, what we as people actually go through. Uh, when we are developing, coming to the world, and developing ourselves, and but the main source, I guess, or focus of the book is that cocoon stage was just before uh, the breaking of uh, evolving or evolution or coming into uh, maturity or that butterfly, the person that you were authentically created to be, where which is the stage where most of us tend to live and unfortunately sad to say a lot of us uh remain there and don't ever come out and that's the real sad part and the one of the main reasons why i wrote the book and and did it that way uh where the each chapter correlate with one of the stages of the butterfly developmental stages of the butterfly but uh but for the most part is in that cocoon stage where So many people, unfortunately, live today. And that's the other reason why I wrote the book, is to help people to transition from that stage and actually uh, make that transformation and become the person that they were created to be in this world.
1: So a lot of times we go through really difficult things um, and much like the butterfly that finds themselves in the chrysalis, um, you know, it's almost right. like dying. Um, what right. what is know. the yeah. hope that you can give to a person who feels like, you know, they're in a box, they're in a chrysalis, they're in transition like that?
2: Uh, I understand that feeling of hopelessness very well, uh, but what I want them to know and what I've I pray that they get out of the book, uh, watching the evolution of Alexander Scott, who's my character in the book, that there is hope and that they can move on and get unstuck. And there's, you know, there's so much waiting for them once they choose themselves, as opposed to whatever it is that, that they are permitting or allowing to hold them hostage at the time it could be uh, people, circumstances, uh, situations. Um, it can be unforgiveness for the most part. That's what a lot of people deal with. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we we go through things and we define ourselves by what it is that we go through or what happened to us or we can get stuck there. And then we get stuck mainly for the most part in the forgiveness uh, arena because a lot of times we, as people, we tend to, think that if you forgive when you're letting people off the hook or you're saying that uh, what happened was not that bad or it didn't hurt or it was okay that they did it, but that's not the case. You're not giving them a pass. Actually, that's the only way to free yourself. And so that's what I'm, I'm hoping that people will get from the book and see that there is hope. They just have to choose them as opposed to whatever it is that they are allowing to keep them hostage. And hold them back.
1: Now the way you handled some pretty difficult situations, incest, infidelity, divorce, domestic violence, many things like that, you um, you fictionalized the main person you're talking about in the book, but it's really actually based on, on a true story. Is it um, one person's true short story or is it based off of um, several different people's kind of combined into one person?
2: No, it's actually one person's true story. Um, and it's non fiction. It's inspired by true story. It is a true story. The only reason that it's not classified as an autobiography is because I did uh, just change the names of the people involved. Um, but, and so in doing that, I had to classify it as a novel. But, um, the main is the the alexander scott who's one of the, the basically the main character gene butterfly and it speaks of her evolution or evolving through all those different things the child molestation, uh drug addiction uh being a single divorced single struggling parent and the domestic violence as well as everything else that she went through and overcame You use
1: a really powerful phrase to define um, where a lot of people that are victims of some pretty awful situations find themselves, and that's the phrase, their unrealized transformation. What is an unrealized mm-hmm. transformation, and is there a way to move to have those transformations realized?
2: Yes, there there is. There are. Uh, the unrealized transformation is just what's waiting on the other side of their choice, them making the choice to uh, to forgive those people and to choose themselves to start to love themselves again because a lot of times we when we're in that state where we're not transitioning, we're not moving, we're not changing, we're stuck or paralyzed in a particular faith in our lives uh we're we feel like we have justification so you know we can find ways to justify it it's because of this or because of that you know those kind of things and once we remove those uh reasons or justifications or those excuses sometimes um, then we will find that we really can move on and make that transition and discover and make that transformation but not until then it starts with uh, self-care self-love which is very very important you have to come back to yourself, to a point rather where you decide to take your life back get your voice back um, because a lot of times we lose our voice is the same thing like giving your power away anytime you're in a uh, stuck in a position where you can't forgive or you um um whether it's just forgiving yourself or somebody else then you're powerless basically those people or perpetrators or whatever that reason is that you're using to uh not move not change not you know uh, continue to be in action regarding the best care for you uh or just um yeah, they're just really just, just things that are, are just holding you hostage. And the only way to free yourself is just to let them go. And I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, it is a choice. And it is hard for a lot of people to make those choices because a lot of people uh, have a hard time changing. And unfortunately, you cannot transform or transition unless you're willing to change. Because if you're not changing, you're not growing, if you're not growing, you're not changing, it just goes hand in hand, unfortunately. But it can be done. It balls down, bottom line is the choice just to to move, to make that step you want something different for yourself. Know that you deserve better, it's your birthright, to have better, be better, be safe, live an abundant life and be fulfilled and happy.
1: And so, of course, everybody listening needs to get the book Butterfly Uprising, but what is one thing that a person listening to the show could do right now to help them begin to realize the transformation in their own life?
2: To realize that it is possible and that, for the most part, it really does depend on them making a decision as opposed to... feel like a lot of times people are stuck, like I said, and they believe that is, you know, like I said, they can justify, they believe it's because of other people, that they have a good reason, so it's okay, but it's it's never okay to give your power away, your voice away, or to not be ever changing and growing and evolving as a human being.
1: And so, uh, Anne, people who wanted to go deeper with you and maybe work with you or whatever, is there a a website that they can go to to contact with you?
2: Yes, there is. Uh, My website is www.butterflyuprising.com. That's www.butterflyuprising.com. And uh, also... They can follow me by Instagram. It's just butterfly com, Facebook and anderson.com. And then of course, for um, anything else, uh, they can go to my Gmail address, which would be Butterfly Uprising at gmail.com for seeking engagements and that type of thing.
1: Perfect. Well, the book is called Butterfly Uprising by international best-selling author Anne Anderson. It's available on Amazon, and I encourage you to get it today. And thanks so much for spending some time on the radio with us here today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Like the butterfly emerging out of the chrysalis, I really want to see you transform today. Let today be your day. Mark the calendar, the day you're listening to this, as your day of transformation. The day that you emerged as a butterfly. Or, you know, if you're not there yet, the day that you began the process of growing into the very best version of yourself. We're going to take another quick commercial break, and we'll be right back here on Thriving. Entrepreneur, You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Within you, there is so much power, the power for both good and bad. You have the ability to shape your destiny, to determine where you go in life. But so often we have given up our power to other people or other things. Today is your day to mind your life. And to help us with that, we're joined by international best-selling author, Moira Lavelle. She's gonna talk about her book, Mind your life one day at a time, it's all within you. Hi, Moira, how are you doing today?
3: Hi, Steve, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about uh, you and what led you to write the book.
3: Well, uh, my name, as uh, everybody heard, is Moira. I am uh, a licensed mental health counselor. Uh, I do work for a non organization here on Nantucket for the past eight years. I have a private practice. I'm a licensed uh, mental health counselor in Massachusetts. I also provide uh, support to people in different capacity. I'm in mean, no-linguistic programming, and therefore I work with clients to help them get on stock harder language and their behavior actually shape uh, their lives. I also uh, currently, actually, I'm studying functional medicine because I want to integrate my great understanding about the mind and how everything is interconnected and provide some kind of a better solution, a holistic view on one person when I meet with you. So writing this book for me has been like a long journey. I took a long step before understanding my own mind, how it was working against me before I started in my journey of self-development to write this book. So this book basically for me, it's a culmination of all my understanding, my victories, and how I bring things together for me to make a difference in the life of other people that I'm working with right now in a bigger scale, let's so to speak.
1: So what does it mean to you to mind your life?
3: There was a time when I used to live in fears. When I used to work long hours just to gain uh, my boss approval, even though I knew They didn't care for me. I was dying inside for not being recognized for who I am, but for who I look like or who I was being perceived. Uh, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease based on a lot of stress and accumulation of uh, frustration from other people. We have a tendency to stay stuck. And thinking other people are making the choice for us, so we hide. For me, working this way has hindered me over all the good that I had within me then, and I wasn't using them again with my own ability to shine. I was like under the curtain. And I became powerless over my health matter, my presence and my own gift. So I lose sight of my own gift. I'm pretty sure some people have had time in their life where they really feel they lose completely sight of who they are and other people take control or anxiety, frustration, and and all kinds of medical diseases take uh, over and they lose sight of who they are. So for me, mind your life. For me, it takes take control. Take control of you, who you are now and have a way to shape your destiny. Take control of who you are now to control where you're heading. If you don't have a way to go, if you don't have a destination, you can't go anywhere. So I learned to grow as I go to shape my destiny and I kept on going and let excellence to some degree be my guide. I had like, with my, your life for me, it's the choice to excel, to face challenges, to going through and to build yourself up no matter what because through the whole like, challenges that I have faced, I realized I actually had what it take then, but I was just following a path that was not taking me where I want to go. So for me, mind your life, it take control, shape your life. You have that way, you have that power within you to just shape in a way
1: who you want to become. Hmm, that's good stuff. So there's a lot of really good, practical, simple, easy-to-follow steps in the book. Of course, a person needs to get the book to get all of them. But um, let me ask you, what is the one, what's your favorite or what pops into your mind today as one of the steps that you share with people in the book?
3: One of the best things that uh, I spoke about um, it's to stay focused. And the one chapter that discusses about uh, how to stay focused and be committed to yourself. I think all work we do, everything we do starts with us. And when we acknowledge our power, when we start to understand and do the work, what it takes for us to create our own happiness, We learn to grow and love who we are. We develop that passion no matter what we face. So best strategy that I wake up in the morning and I understand how I set my day to win. How do I stay focused and make today an outstanding life? So when i speak about staying focused i stay on the commitment for today to take the right step to have a wonderful day and as i'm living one day by day focused on how to achieve my goal i think this is one of the more the mass most like the awareness part of it of that i control the way i feel by making One decision as soon as I wake up in the morning and I follow that clear vision and let it flow because all become part of the love that for what I do. And I learn to love what I do with this some of the part of the book that I speak to in staying focused. It just connect, be committed, and follow your heart. And I use uh, some strategies about power virtue where I wake up in the morning and there are some actually at, in the back of the book that spoke about things that you say. This is a nice, beautiful um, strategy you can stay focused. I will mind my life by, from this day on. And some of them talk about uh, today is the day that I decide to be outstanding. And it continues They say, I also decide to start fresh. I decide to have a clear path to my destination. I am only focusing on my strength and leave behind my weaknesses. I am embracing my fears and I am my own boss. I am who I am and I love me. I know there is greatness in me. I will no longer sit in the corner watching others take off and wonder when will my time come. This day is mine. I am rising to the top. I am claiming my victory. I am, I can and I will succeed. So I try actually to read this every single day and I apply it in my life. This is the last part. Of the book, and then this is like a little quick um, victory, uh, uh, focusing, engaging conversation with myself to remind me about my own power, to not letting it other, like I used to do in the past, let people manage who I am and how my day gonna start and how my day gonna end.
1: So do you recommend to people that they read your same phrase or do you um, teach them how to be able to create their own power phrase like that, that they would say every day?
3: I think actually this is very simple. People are free to use it. That's actually why I put it because I feel it just when I'm saying this, actually I'm using it with some smile because I'm convincing, I'm feeling what I'm saying. You feel free to use that or you can uh, uh, create yours based on that, but it has something to be real for you. You don't have to do mine if you really don't feel connected with it, but you feel free to use something similar, some few words that identify you, that you feel that gonna make you take things in another level where you connect with yourself in in a different
1: dimension. So what is one thing that the people that are listening right now, Uh, What is something that they could do right now today to begin to mind their life?
3: This is such a great question because when I started in this journey, I started with all my fears, but I kept going. I trust A process. I trust an outcome that I focus on. So it's not a matter of big steps. It's not a matter of like you do more and more and more and looking for satisfaction now. I think it just having some clarity on what you want. Because I realize most people are living in this world, they don't know what they want. Over the year, they lose sight of the gift. They do the wrong thing, but they expect better outcomes. So I will start being, by asking a simple question. Who am I? But not just who am I, but who am I at my core? And what do I want? Am I using my gift to serve orders or am I doing the right things now? Because you have to have some kind of vision for your life. Even if you don't know the whole plan, you must have some kind of direction in which you choose to go. Because knowing your destination will lead you toward greatness. So I am inviting most people that are listening to this conversation to be in the driver's seat of your own life. Because if you're not, life will drive you and will take you somewhere that you don't want to go. So I love this uh, quote from Seneca. He say, life is long enough and a sufficiently generous amount has been given to us for the highest achievement if it were all well used. So life is long enough. What are you doing today to make a difference in your life and in other people's life, that people's around you? Are you using really your gift the way you meant to be? Knowing what you were built for, what you were create for, created for. So I think... That simple step, questioning, what am I doing? What, how am I doing? Be aware, living in the moment to know, am I using my strength to achieve what I want in life? And that will lead you to some, some insecurity, but you keep going because you have though your why. If your why is strong enough, you'll find a how. So I always focus on the why should I do this? So I wrote this book to share it with the world, share it with people that struggle, people that, you know, have figured it out. But sometimes, you know, we always need some support, some kind of understanding how to connect with other people. So this book gives you some tool and some reminders about how to be mindful, how to be living in your gift, how to be living a joyful and happy life by simple steps. Just recognize right now where you are and where you want to go and taking some simple action. Because if you stay just where you are and thinking, things going to come to you. I'm sorry to say, I wait for a while and nothing came to me. And until I started to productively thinking or doing I start seeing results. So I will say, take simple steps based on your gift, your strength, and connect with it and make a difference either in your life or in your family's life by starting small and going forward. That's where
1: I would say. The book is called Mind Your Life, One Day at a Time. It's All Within You, written by international best-selling author Moir Laval. Laura, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today.
3: Thank you so much, Steph, for inviting me. It's a delight. It's a pleasure to be there sharing this, having this uh, title. It's nothing more than people that's using the tool that I have in this book to just make a difference in their life. It's such an honor to just participate in people's life internationally. And I'm so grateful and honored. Blessed to be here.
1: Now it's your turn. Now is the time for you to really mind who you are and then take up the ability to be the best version of yourself. I really want you to see that it's something you were innately born with. That gives you the ability to be the awesome amazing person that you are that you already are living as a thriving entrepreneur we'll be right back you've heard kathy and i talk about it you've seen the workshops you have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author and now it's your turn let me ask you this What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to we thrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best selling author today.
0: Welcome back to thriving entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I really do appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sticking to the end. Um, You know, I, I know that after one of the authors, you could have stopped. After the second one, you could have stopped. You could hear that I'm going to be wrapping up the show, and you could have been like, oh, there goes Steve again. He's talking. But I really appreciate when you go through the whole thing with me all the way here to the end. I try... Not saying I always succeed, but I always try to give you something really good that you can go home with, that you can chew on, that you can maybe make just that little needlepoint shift move in your life as you listen to the show and now move forward. It's just a tiny bit better version of yourself. Um, It's not because of anything that I say, but just simply um, making available to you The information from these amazing, incredible, international, best-selling authors. Um, You know, here's the thing. You do need to share your message with the world. Absolutely. There's a key to being able to do that. And that's that you have to embrace all of who you are. That's right. I said all of it. As I sit here today... And I have to tell you, I'm doing really good with my weight loss. But I'm very overweight. You know, I mean, anybody that's seen me knows it. it's not a mystery. If you saw any of the pictures from Maya's wedding, oh my gosh. Um, I'm pleased to say that I'm much smaller than that already. I mean, it's only just been a month or so. but And as time goes by, I'm ready to live a more healthy life. The same thing is true for you. You, and I don't mean necessarily that you need to lose weight. (laughs) I want to make sure that I'm making that clear. But you need to be the best of who you are. To also understand that what you've been through and where you are right now is who you are, you know some things, you've done some things. It's not about waiting until we get to this level of perfection that we're good enough to help the people in the world. It's about being who you are right now, flaws and all, and then really reaching out to a world in need and doing what you're meant to do. We have an amazing people in the world. I think of you know some of the things that I've read in Michelle Obama's book and how great it was. And um, if you've never read any of your stuff, read some of the stuff by Brene Brown. She's such an amazing author. And then I think back to my youth and you know even my childhood reading C.S. Lewis and learning and growing Dr. Donald Joy my oldest mentor and the books and the knowledge and the speaking that he poured into me. I'm so grateful that they did what they did so that I can show up to be who I am right now in the best way I possibly can. I want you to do that too. Set aside perfection Forget about perfect and just share. Share your message with the world. What you have to say is not only good enough, it's not only timely enough. I'm not even going to say it's necessary. I'm going to go so far as to say it's really mandatory that you share that stuff with a world in need if you step outside of your door, even if you live kind of you know, out in the country like Kathy and I do now, it doesn't take you very far to go that you're going to see somebody who has a need. Some of them are going to be announcing it, broadcasting it with everything that they do with their lives. And others, you'd never know. But sometimes the littlest things that you're really good at like that smile that you have. Sometimes that changes people's whole world. A kind word to a person who is about to snap can mean the difference, not just for them, but possibly for whole rooms full of people. We never know. And that's okay. We don't need to know what we need to do is do what we can do to be the person that we're meant to be, to untie ourselves in the chains that we so easily bind ourselves up in because we've given in to the voices of, the messages of, the abuses of people from our past. I hope you can let even just a little bit of that go today Do it for you definitely, I want you to live a great life. But also keep in mind, there is probably, no not even probably, there is somebody right now that's sitting in front of a computer, and they're typing, they're looking for an answer for something desperate. They don't know what else to do. Maybe they're crying, maybe they're elated It doesn't have to be that we're always helping people with sad stuff. We can help them, you know, with good things too. But where they are, they need what you do. And you're so good at it that you've actually allowed yourself and the world to talk you out of doing it. Because after all, it's so easy for you. That can't possibly be something. Ever said that? I know I have. We all do it. But today is your day to embrace that you have a purpose. Yeah, that's right, you were created for a purpose because you are uniquely brilliant. There's nobody else like you. You were created for a purpose, not on accident, but very intentionally and very purposefully created. And the world needs, hear that word, needs you. We have Bestsellers Guild. Kathy and I love sharing marketing information and tips and helping people with their books. And if you're ready to get your book done, we'd be glad to help you out. Wherever you fall, On the spectrum of being ready to do your book, I hope you will take up today the absolute banner of sharing what you know so far with the world. Of making the difference that only you can make in the world. Of showing up each day as a thriving entrepreneur. Not somebody giddy with happiness but with a deep well of joy knowing that they're doing their part to make this world a better place. I want that for you. I hope you'll live there. And until next time, have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
1: youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.